You are listening to Here Now Podcast, where we dive deep into faith, hearing loss, and lifestyle, and talk about all the things that you need to be equipped in this journey we call life. I'm your host, Sophia Labano, and this show is here for you to find encouragement in the everyday life that God created for you. Make sure to subscribe to never miss an episode. Thanks for your support. Now let's get into the show. Hello, you guys. What's up? Welcome back to another episode of Here Now Podcast. This is going to be a very, very special episode because I have my friend Hannah Ashton on, and I'm very excited to welcome her on the show. Hi, Hannah. Hi, Sophia. How are you? I'm so good. How are you? Doing great. Yeah. How's school going for you this year? You know, it's a bit different for sure. The online classes, but I actually have my first and only in-person class happening today so twice a week for one class I'll be going in person so I'm very interested to see how that is like with everyone wearing masks and socially distancing and everything so it's it's different I'm trying to figure out if it's harder or not but it's I think it's been an adjustment in the past few weeks oh for sure for sure so you guys gonna be in like a lecture hall kind of situation Yes. And I go to Belmont University, which is pretty small. And so I don't think there'll be that many kids in the classroom, but we will see. That's definitely going to be interesting (laughs) for sure. So you said you went to Belmont. Why don't you talk a little bit about you and kind of just get the listeners to know you? Yeah. So I am a junior there. I'm majoring in entrepreneurship because I found my love for business and entrepreneurship, I would say in high school, but I kind of started my personal brand of Hannah Ashton, even before I probably knew what an Mm -hmm. entrepreneur was. I started on YouTube when I was 10 years old, creating American girl doll videos. I know, I know I was so young. And obviously it was just for fun and to kind of have a community there and figure out, learn how to make videos, but I kept with it all through middle school, high school, and college. And in high school is when my content started to shift into like beauty and fashion. But then also I found the world of, you know, hashtag girl boss online Mm -hmm. and all these female entrepreneurs like popping up on my feed. And I just was very inspired by that. So I looked for any opportunities where I could work for female entrepreneurs and kind of like do online internships. And then I even started YouTube consulting since Mm -hmm. by that point I had been on YouTube for years and, you know, past a hundred thousand subscribers and was like, you know, I'm going to see if I can help other girls like start their channel. So I started doing YouTube consulting, did some in-person events. And then my freshman year of college is when I had the idea for the main business I run now, which is selling planners and other (laughs) products to help you time manage on my website, shophannahashton.com. So the e-commerce site is mainly what I run now along with doing YouTube still and actually just started a new podcast for college students called The Secret Syllabus. So Mm. lots of things going on, but (laughs) that's a little bit about me. I love that so much. So I've I've been watching you for years and I remember when you used to do all the YouTube consulting and stuff. So what kind of got you started in doing that? Where did that love for it come from? Yeah, well, first off, thank you for watching for so long, all your support. So I was working or like, I guess, interning online for a woman who has a magazine. And so I was writing articles Mm -hmm. and running her social media and she wanted to start a YouTube channel. And I was the person on the team that had experience with YouTube. And so I just started helping her like with how to tag her videos, create thumbnails, create a content Mm -hmm. calendar. And then she mentioned to me one day, like, you know, I could see you doing this once you, you know, graduate high school or, you know, you're Mm -hmm. in college or after college, like 
I can see you teaching in about social media and YouTube. And I just loved that idea and was like, I don't want to wait. Maybe a lot of listeners yeah. can relate. You're like, I don't want to wait till I have a degree. I don't even wait till I graduated high school. Like I just wanted to try it out. So literally that Christmas break, um, the three week winter break we had, I created a website for it where people could book. And then I remember in January, I kind of promoted it to my audience, which is great. I had the audience mm-hmm. to promote it to, um, for my first business, but kind of just went off from there. I love that so much. And I remember when you're like, yeah, I'm going to like kind of move into this new thing. So what was the next step for you after you finished YouTube consulting? So I decided right before I went to college that I wasn't going to continue doing my, like at that point I had a six week course that I would Mm -hmm. bring girls through. And just because I didn't know college scheduling and, you know, setting up consultations and working with other people's schedules is tough. So I knew I wanted to just focus in on college and YouTube and what I can do on my own time. But my senior year of high school in the spring, I spoke at a blogger conference in Arizona and Mm -hmm. it was a pretty big conference. And I spoke about starting a YouTube channel and I just loved that conference workshop event atmosphere. Mm -hmm. And so I remember being on the plane, flying back home and talking to my mom about how I wanted to bring something like this to my hometown, which is Knoxville, Tennessee, and obviously on a much smaller scale, but basically all that summer leading up to freshman year of college, I worked on creating an in-person event and I got very burnt out. I've done videos and podcast episodes on my old podcast about this, but got very burnt out. But I would say put on a successful event with about like 40 women and, you know, gift bags, three mm-hmm. speakers, the whole shebang. Um, and since then, I've done one other event last summer in Chicago. And now this past summer, I've just been doing a lot of like online virtual yeah. workshops and events, which has been very fun. But yeah, that was kind of my next venture was the event space. Yeah, I love that. So how long did you want to go into entrepreneurship as kind of a degree and like, you know, pursuing it for a lifetime after college? I think senior year is when I was obviously choosing a college. I had only applied to three colleges and they were all in my home state of Tennessee and all of them, I'm pretty sure, yeah, all of them offered entrepreneurship as a major. And so Belmont, the entrepreneurship program is actually very highly ranked in the U.S. and entrepreneurship, I think, is a new major as well. Like, I don't Mm -hmm. think 10 years ago, they probably had this major, but I just knew already I I had put together two ventures, the consulting and then also the events and then have been running my YouTube to make money for years. And so I knew that I had a passion for it and it just made the most sense. Some people may say like, oh, it's such a unique degree or major. Like if you're going to work in a job, how can you use that? But I see it as I think it's very valuable, even if you're going to go into a job, especially if we, you want to work in startups or a smaller business, because you're learning how to wear all the hats. And in a new business, even if you're an employee, they're going to ask you to do a bunch of things. Like you're not just going to do social media marketing. You're right. probably going to have to look at the financial statements and maybe look at product design. And so it kind of helps with everything. Like I'm taking classes in any business like category you can think mm-hmm. of. Oh my gosh, that's crazy. So what kind of classes have you taken um, so far that you've loved the most? Honestly, this is required of all business students, but I've really liked economics, Mm -hmm. learning about how the economy works and now taking it a step further. I'm an international business, so it's like learning Mm -hmm. how the economies of other countries work, which is very interesting. I've loved my like management classes. Right now I'm in two, like venture management and also intro to management and just understanding how to like be a good leader and how to lead different teams, different leadership styles. And 
yeah, I would say those would be some of my favorite. I have yet to take a marketing class, which is funny. Oh, since yeah. That's what I do every day in my business. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, for sure. I was going to say, did you take economics before COVID happened? Mm-hmm, I did. So you didn't get to experience like the change in the economy and learning about it during class. That would have been really interesting for sure. Yeah. So what do you like kind of see yourself doing long term after college with this degree in entrepreneurship? Yeah, so I'm trying to figure out I have two years now to figure out if I want to really like try to do my own thing after college. And I want to see how my platforms and business grows in the next two years and where I take it. Or I'm also doing like an internship this semester with a, a little bit of a bigger company that is like still in the influencer realm, but Mm -hmm. I'm like, you know, interning for them. I'm not an influencer on their platform, which is different. And so I'm learning what it's like to work in a company versus on my own, like I've always done. And so I'm not really sure yet. I don't know where I want to move to or live. I'm just kind of just seeing how everything grows and then I'll probably make my decision. (laughs) I feel everybody feels that way right now too. And so you mentioned being an influencer. So why don't you talk a little bit about like content creation and you know, the influencing realm and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. So I've been, like I said, been doing this for a really long time. And I think the influencer landscape has definitely changed in the years I've been doing it. And so I don't know, I've really just poured a lot of my work into YouTube and Instagram. Those are the main platforms, really the only platforms I post and promote on. And I will say it is, it's hard. I've hit plateaus, I've hit growth spurts, I've hit declines in subscribers just this past like spring and summer. Yeah. um, I had been losing subscribers like every day. And I think that's something that not a lot of influencers talk about. Maybe it doesn't happen to everyone, but to a lot of us, it does happen where you plateau, you get stuck at a number and then of course there's the negative thoughts because with being an influencer like your paycheck depends on how much people like you (laughs) and how much people (laughs) interact with your social media which can be very negative like in your head if you're like oh my gosh my instagram likes aren't growing i'm not getting enough engagement people don't like me enough Mm -hmm. i i'm not going to make enough money this month to pay whatever yeah so it's an amazing job I love it. I'm so thankful I've been able to do it for so long, but I also want to recognize like some negatives of it, of how there's a lot of comparison that can happen. And it's also very unsteady. So that's why I've wanted to have a business as well. Like I kind of decided senior year of high school that I don't want to be a YouTuber or influencer full time. I want to be a businesswoman that Mm -hmm. shares her work and her life on social media and like shares the behind the scenes on YouTube and in content creation. So that's just where I am with it. And sometimes, you know, it's like, oh, I've been on YouTube for so long. I wish I had more subscribers or I should be bigger than this for how much, how many freaking hours I put into (laughs) working on my platforms. But at the same time, like, I'm also really thankful that my community hasn't exploded because with other voices, there's other, there's more hate, there's more eyes watching you. And I also like just how I feel like I can subtract myself sometimes like on weekends and stuff from my work and just live, you know, more like a a normal college student and try not to constantly be worrying about my online persona and yeah you know all of that all the fame things that come with fame I'm happy I'm not like to that level as well so yeah I don't know if you want me to dive into anything more specific about content creation but that's just kind of what's been on my mind about it no that's so that's so humbling to know that you're kind of content with where you are 
Because there's so many negative things, like you said, that could come out of it. And you look at so many of the celebrities today that have kind of just exploded. And I feel bad for all of the hate that they've kind of received in the last couple of months specifically. So yeah, so when did you start taking influencing and YouTube kind of seriously enough to make a paycheck from it? I can't remember exactly. I think it was around eighth grade is when I started making money from YouTube. Oh, wow. I know. And then more of like maybe sophomore or junior year of high school when I started making money from Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was very little. Like in eighth grade, I made money from my Google ads, but then maybe just got free product and that right. kind of thing. And then one decision I'm really glad I made was this past January, I decided to sign with a management. I've had like network managers in the past, but it just hasn't been the same as like a manager right. who hires separately, who works off a commission of the brands they bring you and that kind right. of thing. So that's been really great. And I feel like that's really propelled me forward to be able to make more money off of YouTube. And I mean, sponsorships are still probably my number one form of income, but yeah, definitely signing with the management. I I should have done it sooner, but I'm glad I did it now instead of trying to do it all myself. No, for sure. That's awesome. What are some of the major brands that you've worked with that you have just loved and can't stop raving about for sure? Ooh, I really loved how this year, every month, I've done a video with Skillshare mm-hmm. um, because I love uh, everything about personal development, self-education. Like, I never took a business class in high school. Everything I did, I learned through online resources. Yeah. Um, and so I love partnering with them every month. Back to school season is very big. And so, like, last year, I got to work with Container Store and JCPenney. And this yeah. year, I got to work with Office Depot for some business. I love doing business sponsorships too. Yeah. Just because that, I feel like that separates me from other college influencers is that I have that aspect as well. And other brands I've loved, like I'm looking around my room like, what else do I have? Um, <laughs> I don't know. It just, it, it's different every month, I would say, like who you get to work with. But those are a few that I can think of now and that I've really enjoyed. Yeah. So have you kind of moved your content from faith and fashion into more specifically business or do you kind of still across the board too? I try to do a little, not as much fashion and beauty on my channel. If I do that, it's like integrated into a vlog. I found people really come to my channel for like the productivity, self-development, time management. So college videos, some business videos and vlogs that kind of show how I do it all. No, yeah, I definitely think the first one of the first videos I found was productivity from you somewhere along the way years ago, <laughs> back in like the 2014 era of like, you know what I mean? I don't, I don't even know how to ex- explain the aesthetic vibe of it, but that's what it was. But yeah, no, that's that's great. And I think that productivity is becoming such a very big and popular topic for people. But I would say for, for me, I love watching days in the life and vlogs. And I think they're just so real. So when did you kind of move into kind of filming your everyday life and doing vlogs? I would say I tried that at the beginning of high school. And it just really didn't work because, I mean, I'm in school all day. My right. high school didn't want me to film <laughs> um, throughout <laughs> the day, even though I went to a very small high school. But I would say in college is when I really got into that. And my channel has definitely grown from just being in college. I say you know, maybe I'm going to college just for how it helps my my platforms, which um, is funny because the college influencer market is definitely smaller. Like people are only in it for four years. And so you have to take advantage of it while you're, while you're in college, you get the distinct sponsorships, the different promotions, and also like doing a dorm tour video. Like those are searched so often, but like I can only make four of them in my college. (laughs) Yeah. 
it's kind of going to college has definitely helped me with my content um, and allowed me to be able to vlog and share my life more. No, that's that's definitely so true. And I love the college days of my life. And I can think off the top of my head, like yours, Brooke Michio's, like all of those, and Danielle Carolyn, all those fun people that I love to see. So let's kind of shift to your business side. What was it like to come up with a, an actual product to move from service-based to product-based business and creating like this planner for people to use? Mm, yeah, exactly. Like you said, I had only done service and content. So the idea of creating a physical product like scared me to death. I didn't know <laughs> where I would get it manufactured, like how I would ship it out. And what's crazy is I did most of it myself, like the graphic design, the design of the cover, the design of the pages, I would draw out on paper first to kind of figure it out. And then I would learn in design through Google mm-hmm. and Skillshare and all of those platforms to be able to make it you know, online. And I decided to go through a manufacturing company that does international manufacturing just Mm because it was, they had the product that I wanted. They could customize it very well. And obviously it's a lot cheaper. And so it's alibaba.com if anyone's looking. They have a plethora of products that you can customize and you buy in bulk. And so yeah, it was it was terrifying, but I think I just tried to take it step by step. I laid mm-hmm. out like every little item that I'd have to do for this product. Everything from like design the cover to hire a photographer, plan the photo shoot, figure out Shopify, figure out what shipping carrier I was going to use. Like there's so many little things that I just wrote out and started taking it one by one till I yeah. was finished with that task. And that's kind of how I broke it down. And it took me about eight months is that what it is from September of 20 what was that 2018 to and then I launched it in June of 2019 so right right most of my freshman year it was all in just like I didn't even put it put it out on my YouTube channel I kind of kept it low-key and was just like wanted it to be a surprise but yeah it was definitely a lot of ups and downs the timeline definitely took some turns just also working with manufacturers internationally there can be delays and yeah. uh, miscommunications and stuff but I th- at the end of the day like I'm really proud of it and now yeah. I'm just trying to figure out the next thing no absolutely and I remember when I came out and you did that whole vlog series about the behind the scenes and what was it like to kind of like keep such a big se- secret from all of your subscribers honestly that spring semester I don't have the best memory <clears throat> I don't have the best memories of because I was also going through my first breakup and I didn't know what I was going to post on YouTube because all I was doing was spending my extra free time working on this planner, but I didn't even, couldn't even share that in like vlogs because I wanted it to be a surprise. And so I was really down low. I was like, I don't know what my content's going to be. Like, I feel really burnt out with that. I just want to talk about what I've been working on for months, but I'm not going to yet. And so it was definitely a tough semester. I felt pretty disconnected um, from my audience. And so now I think if I ever create something else, I'll, I'll start the behind the scenes when it's happening yeah. and, and go from there. I have had a few other products launch since then. I've done a digital version of the workbook along with a sticker set that goes coinc- that coincides with the workbook. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I'm just trying to see what's next. No. Yeah. So where did the inspiration to kind of create this planner that's very like specific to like kind of content creation and just school and life in general? Yeah. So 
back to my freshman year, I was using two different planners. I used one that had a to-do list option for like writing down my assignments every day, my school assignments. And then I had one that had a time blocking section because since I was doing so much, I also had to time block my day, like usually around by the hour, I'll be like, Mm -hmm. okay, hour to hour, switch up what I'm doing, get things done within an hour. And so I just thought to myself like, wow, there has to be a better solution to this. And I didn't see planner out there that gave you a to-do list and a time blocking section. And I just thought about how this, a product like a planner or a workbook, I really didn't know what it was going to be yet, um, but how something like that would benefit my audience. And because I didn't want to just do merch or something like if I did a product, I wanted it to be something my audience would use and love and would benefit them as much as it does me. And so that is where I kind of got the inspiration. And then of course I love morning routines and night routines and planning your workouts and your grocery lists and just a big planner in general. And I like having all that laid out in front of me. And so I thought maybe every month I'll also add pages where you can do that, where you can plan out your content creation. You can brainstorm ideas, figure out a budget, just have all of that in one planner in one spot and see how it goes. And I think um, I also made it six months undated, which is different because Mm -hmm. I wanted to just obviously test the market, see if my audience even liked a product like this. And also I know for me, like sometimes in the summer, I'm not as big of a planner. Like I want to just relax. And so I won't use the month of June in a planner. So this one, skip it and you're not wasting paper. You just start up the next month whenever. And so that's also another, another aspect to it. I wanted. That's so smart. I, I 100% agree. I don't think I touched my planner at all this summer except to start planning school Uh in August. So did you work with any sort of business mentors to kind of help you navigate the business world of where you wanted to go with a physical product? I talked to a lot of friends, either older students who were in the entrepreneurship major that I met, a few professors, and just like online business friends. I wouldn't say I had a specific mentor, but Mm -hmm. definitely just like got all the resources I can, tested and got ideas from my audience. I put up a ton of Instagram stories and surveys about, you know, what they love about their current planners, what they wish they had, the look they love, the style they love, and really tried to get feedback. Like I'm, I'm thankful and business entrepreneurs would die to have the opportunity I had of being able to talk directly to my target market. It's such a big part of my target market, like having thousands of people who I'm going to eventually sell to give me their feedback, but even beforehand was amazing. So I'm very thankful I had that. No, yeah, for sure. Do you think people kind of suspected that's where you were going with a physical planner? I think some people did, like people who have followed me a lot and have been following me for a while and kind of know me and were really paying attention to all the questions. I'm sure they did. I did have some people like guess different things, but it was, it was definitely fun to see what people thought of. No, yeah, for sure. So do you have any sort of idea where you want to take it in the next couple of years? Oh, next years, I don't know. The next six months is where I'm looking <laughs> first. Um, I am running low on my initial inventory. And so I've kind of had to figure out if I'm going to create a newer version and order a new whole new inventory of that. I am finding it is hard to ship out orders, just being mm-hmm. in college, like multiple days a week running to the post office. It takes a lot of time that I probably really didn't estimate for when I was thinking of this. Yeah. So then it's like, okay, do I go with a fulfillment center on top of all of this? It's, it's kind of a lot of questions, but I did, I did love releasing the digital workbook. And so maybe yeah. just because of COVID and manufacturing can kind of be iffy. I'm thinking the next six months, I'll kind of stick with digital products, Yeah. smaller scale things, and then see in 2021 where I'll go. 
Yeah, that, that's the big question. What's next year going to hold for all of us, for sure? <laughs> if you have any suggestions or ideas, like, send them into my DMs. Would no, very yeah. much appreciate it. Yeah, no, I'm going to leave all kind of socials in um, the show notes below. I have a couple of ideas, too, as well. But anyway, so what kind of advice do you have for people that are kind of debating this product-based business versus a service-based business since you've been in both? Mm. You definitely have to go where your passion is. Like even though product-based businesses are most likely going to cost you a lot more money, you also have to realize that if that is what you're passionate about, then you don't even do the service-based business because you're going to stop it because you're not passionate about it. But what I would say is first, of course, test and get primary research, like talk to people you're going to sell to, get their honest advice. Would they use this product? Because it's something that's very important and it can be upsetting if you find out people aren't actually going to want the product you feel so passionate about, but you're going to be saving so much money and it's better to know then than it is when you create it and no one buys it. So you kind of have to face that hard truth early on. But I would say if you can figure out if there's a service-based aspect to it. So like I worked with some business coaches last year to kind of figure out how to increase sales and all of this. And they were like, well, Hannah, yes, you have the planner, the physical version of it, but you could also do a service-based business of it because the planner is all about time management. You could do a course on how to manage your time in college. And so there's usually sometimes a service option for a product-based business and it may cost you less money, most likely will. So maybe start there, test the water, see if you, you even like running a business. And while doing that, you can save up money for then your product-based business. No, I think that's so true. And I have seen a lot of my clients too wanting to get into the product-based business just for the sake of saying that they did it. And I said, mm-hmm. but it just seems like you're so more willing to create content and do all of that stuff. So that was kind of going to lead back to my next point is, do you think influencing is for everybody? And what would be some of your tips for people who want to get into that as well? I don't think it's for everybody. Yeah. <laughs> they want it, but you really do have to not care what people think. I get nervous almost every time I post Instagram, which right. sounds stupid, but I do just because you're putting your life out there. I share more personal things and more parts of my life on my stories than most of my friends do on their yeah. stories. And that's just part of it. Your work and your life goes together. And so right now, if you work a job and you love coming home and like being able to watch Netflix, like do whatever you want, not think about work, that doesn't is not going to happen. If you have your own business or you're an influencer, yeah. it follows you everywhere. I could be sitting on the couch watching TV um, at 9 p.m. at night and I'll think about stuff I need to be doing. Um, And there is always something you can be doing. So figuring out that work-life balance is tough to start for sure. But I think those are a few factors just off the bat. Like if those resonated with you, then maybe you should, shouldn't be a YouTube, an influencer. As for tips, I think it's, it's hard to grow. I'm not going to say it's easy. I, I understand like I got started young, so I'm glad I had that boost. But even now, like I said, it's still hard for me to grow even with the platform I do have. And so I applaud you all who are growing and who are showing up every day and posting and building that even if only a hundred people are watching, I really applaud you for that. But I would say something that has helped me is not even posting to see what I can get out of other people, like see if this post will get more comments or get more follows, but really just trying to give online and, you know, not expecting a follow in return, not expecting a comment, just like giving what you think is of value. And of course, 
giving um, the love on social media to other small creators. I find yeah. that's been one of my favorite parts about starting YouTube So Young is I have made connections with so many fellow girls my age, maybe a little bit older, and we've just supported each other. And some of them have gotten bigger than me. Maybe they're the same size as me. Like, it doesn't matter. We're still friends because we started together and started building that community. And you just never know because actually one girl I knew, her name's Katie Tracy, and mm-hmm. she uh, is six year. We've known each other for about six years, but we really have not become like real good friends online till this past year. And what brought us together was the opportunity to co-host this new podcast, The Secret Syllabus, together. Mm -hmm. And so she met with the network. It's with iHeartRadio, which is so awesome and cool to be able to have them as the network um, doing this. But she met with them and they asked her for a co-host and she thought of me. We met six years ago and like just kept in contact a little bit through Instagram Mm -hmm. and doing this and applauding each other. And she thought of me and for the, and now we have been able to work on the past four months, this awesome podcast, which, um, you know, the first episode comes out tomorrow, September 9th. So it's, it's just crazy. Like you never know what's going to happen down the road by connections you can make online. So I would say really lean into giving value and making those connections. 100% totally agree. And I talk about that all the time with anybody who asks, like I, can't thank enough the friendships that I've made just because I decided to start putting my life on the internet. And so that was going to be what I was going to ask you next is who are some of the coolest people that you've met from doing things like this? Ooh, I would say one girl I love. Her name's Kaylea Nicole. She's actually an influencer coach. So Mm -hmm. if you're looking to like make money as a small influencer, she's awesome. And she's out of Florida. We've never met, but I've been in Bible studies of hers. We, she's helped mentor me when I was starting my event business. She's been on my old podcast, like just really made some amazing connections online. Another one of my good friends is the woman that I mentioned at the beginning who started the magazine publication that I helped her with her YouTube channel. Her name's Lauren Taylor. We've met in person a few times. Like she knows my mom, like mm-hmm. been on trips and stuff. And it's just awesome to have that connection. And she's I want to say a few years older than me. So, you know, it's like an older sister kind of, kind of vibe. And I mean, I just meet people like all the time online. Like yeah. my DMs are open. So if you want to chat, just, just slide in. Yeah. <laughs> I know that for a fact, for sure. So what are some of the top most memorable things, events that you've done in your career? I think hosting my own events are definitely a big um, memory for me. They're so stressful, but at the end of the day, they're very fulfilling. I come home exhausted, but yeah, very fulfilled. And just being able to talk to people about what I love in real life, because I've been doing that for years on YouTube, but I don't see an immediate reaction and comments, you know, can only hit you so hard. But like seeing these women's faces in person have been amazing. And also being able to speak at other workshops and events um, and conferences, I just, public speaking is tough and it's scary, but it's so fulfilling um, after the end. And then at 100,000 subscribers, I was at the beach with my family. And then also about a year and a few months ago, but just seeing those first few orders roll in and realizing people are putting their money, their hard-earned cash to support you. It's more than just a click or a view. That meant a lot as well. No, yeah. I I would honestly say that's probably seems like the coolest feeling in the world after you work so hard on something. You're like, wow, people actually do enjoy things that I'm doing as well. So, yeah. What about you? I'd love to know if you have any moments that stick out to you. 
Oh, that's so sweet. Thank you. I don't know. I mean, I think just getting comments from people saying like, you inspired this and you inspired me to help out and do this or start a podcast or something. And I've had a few of my clients come to me and say like, wow, I would have never done this if it weren't for you. And one of the, one of my clients has a podcast herself. It's called So Rude. And she's been on my show like two weeks ago, I think. And she said that everybody else told her that it was not possible for her to do a podcast except for me and so she's like you're the only one who told me that I could have a living with this and I could do all the things and I thought that was super motivating and I was like that is so sweet I love that so thank you for thank you for asking that's really sweet so yeah I think I think it's definitely very very rewarding just to see like your work even if it's not like your name plastered all over that you see something you did help out other people and so that was what I was going to ask you is do you see people around campus using your planners there too yes I have well mainly I see my friends using them too but yeah this year but usually I'll hear like a lot of freshmen girls come in and be like or I had a class with them be like wait are you on YouTube like I think I watched your dorm tour or I watched you before coming to Belmont like I watched all your Belmont related videos yeah. and so that's very cool because again it puts like a person to the view and you know my Belmont videos may get thousands and thousands of views but what means more is like having a girl tell me that my video helped them and hearing that exchange in real life no, absolutely. I just did a takeover on my, my university's Instagram last week, and it was so cool to see so many people like, hey, like, I didn't know you went to Franciscan, and like, actually making co- real-life connections with people, and like, you're in my class, like, no way. And especially being online right now, it's super important to have those connections, because social distance, COVID, all that thing. Right, right. It's great. So that was probably the other thing that's been super, super rewarding for sure. So I don't know. Do you have anything else that you want to add, advice you want to give, time management tips for college? Because I know I need them for sure. Oh my gosh, I know. My, what I recommend doing, what works for me, everyone's different. What works for me is getting up early. Like if I get out of bed later than 9 a.m. It's just, I feel like so much has been wasted. And I don't do this during the summer. Like this is for school because I have so much to get done in a school day, but I like waking up at you know, 7.30, being able to get something done first thing in the morning, whether it's just you make a healthy breakfast, whether it's you shower and put on a little bit of makeup, whether it's you work out, get an assignment done, just get something done in that first hour that you wake up. And that'll help like jumpstart everything else. Because if you're just going to sit on your phone for like an hour, then you, it just feels like time is wasted and then you're less motivated to go throughout the day. And then of course, I'm also taking some mental breaks. This is hard for me because I just need to go from next thing to next thing. But I try like when I'm making myself lunch, when I'm eating, when I'm catching up with my roommate or something, just like unplugging and taking those mental breaks before diving back in. And of course, give yourself some slack. Like this is a tough semester. I dropped one of my classes. I dropped my class for the first time ever. I'm, you know, taking less credit hours than I ever have before. And I was like, you know what? You got to do what you got to do. Like we are in a pandemic. Like it is okay. Yeah, no. You're not getting perfect scores on everything this year or, you know, whatever's, whatever your goal is for yourself. So take, just, just don't be too hard on yourself. Of course, do what you love go for your dreams, but also know that it's, it's a tough time. We're all struggling and it's new. And so got to give yourself some slack as well. 
No, I, I 100% agree. Last semester was tough, but I think going into it this year, because we are kind of trying to figure out this new normal, I definitely think that we all need to give ourselves a break for sure. So thank you for that piece of advice. So where can people find you and what do you need them to know about you and your stuff? Find me every day on Instagram at Miss <laughs> Hannah Ashton, M I S S Hannah Ashton. My YouTube's Hannah Ashton. Secret Syllabus Podcast, new episodes launch every Wednesday till late November. So we have some amazing guests. Go check out the podcast. And then you can shop all my products at shophannahashton.com. I love that. So all of the links will be down below. Yeah, I'm so excited that you were able to come on the show. A lot of my friends were super excited to have you, especially because they are faithful watchers and listeners. <laughs> Thank um, you all of Sophia's friend. Literally, yes. thank you so much. <laughs> And I know I probably contribute to that as well. But again, thank you so much. I'm so excited that you were able to come to the show and offer some very, very valuable advice about the business world. And again, she said that her DMs are open. So feel free to message her to chat. And I hope you'll come back on the show sometime soon. And we'll have to talk about all the things they are up to then. Thank you. Thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode of Here Now Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to all of Hannah's channels and to mine as well, which will always be down in the show notes. And without further ado, have a wonderful week and we will see y'all next time. Bye guys.